Well, it's your host, the unnamed host, a.k.a. the spiritual advisor for Slick Wagner Brown, uh, bringing you another illustrious episode of Before the Three Count. Also joined alongside with my other host. The one, the only, G.A. West. And and I am so sorry. I'm hoping it was my system and not our system. Uh, But I didn't catch uh, your your spiritual advisor of who? Slick Wagner Brown. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. I absolutely love it. Yeah. Um, we're going to come together on this podcast like Doom. No doubt. No doubt. And uh, one of these days, we will absolutely get him on here. <laughs> good, good, good. Um, so, yeah, it's been a minute uh, since we last recorded. So, uh, uh, a lot has gone down. Um, I think our last episode we were discussing, I believe it was Extreme Rules, or did we cover Crown Jewel? I feel like we covered Crown Jewel. Now I've got to think about that. I don't think so. Uh, I, think we were on, I think it was on the cusp of Crown Jewel, I want to think, because. Yeah, actually, I think yeah, I think we maybe we were uh, previewing Crown Jewel yeah, as right. opposed to that sounds right. Previewing that sounds about right. Uh, well, obviously, Crown Jewel has gone uh, probably been now what two weeks I want to say. So we're actually getting close now to yeah. Survivor Series. Um, oh yeah, because I think our last show was about Survivor Series '98. So we, I imagine we maybe talked about Crown Jewel, but nonetheless, I guess a brief. Uh, recap on Crown Jewel, um, the newest uh, pay per view uh, or annual pay per view, I should say. Um, not not, not pay per view, premium live event. Oh, that's what the uh, advertising is. Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. Uh, did, which is uh, no more pay per view. Was okay because I was gonna say I know Hunter was all about bringing old school terminology back, like the word wrestling. So I'm surprised they're not keeping. The name pay-per-view, since that's always been synonymous with, you know, WWF events, or paid events, I should say. Well, so, But here's, here's the reason they're not keeping that, because you no longer pay per view. You, you, you buy the network, and so you're... That's true. Uh, I, I don't know how to word it, but, but yeah, so you're no longer paying pay-per-view, so I think they might... Never even thought about this. They might not even be able to use that term anymore legally. Yeah, come say when was the transition from? Because uh, the network has been here, but you can still, I think, buy at the, when it first started. Pay per views when the network was still a bit, first started. So when did it uh, totally just erase itself as far as actually purchasing the events? I think a few years ago. Okay. Like I feel like it was right around the pandemic era. That's okay. Okay. All right, yeah, because yeah, they were probably like, how we got charged, folks, but there's no people in the audience. Yeah, there's no people in the audience, and you got to figure. Actually, that that would make a lot of sense if it stopped at that time. And yeah. any listener that has other information, please tell me otherwise. But I'm like, oh, people weren't gathering because I feel like that was the last <laughs> pay per view uh, model. It was probably bars and things like that that were buying them. Right, 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 right. Um, yeah, that's interesting now that we, like, you th- so pretty much you think this is going to be gone for good or do you think, say, like 15 years down the road, we might see them come pop back up again as far as purchasing these, uh, you know, uh, extravaganzas? No, uh, I, I think, I think, well, well, here's what I think. I, I think the term pay-per-view yep. is probably gone. 
Uh, Why well, you have other sports? Well, but here's the thing, because I'm thinking yeah. about it. Yeah. Because hey, pay per view is a company. Oh, it's not like, the actual name of the company. Oh, no, no, that's why I think WWE might not be able to legally use it because I'm like, yeah, that was it. Remember, it's like, oh, that was the actual name of the channel. Right, 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 right. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, but I think pay per view as a channel, if if it's not done already, it's got to be on its own. No, because you still got boxing. Well, but that's where I was going to go with it. Like boxing, which most of it is run by Showtime, um, oh, they've they've got their own uh, Showtime app. Uh, UFC stream all, all the big boxing events. UFC runs through ESPN. You order yeah. UFC on the ESPN app. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so you might be right. It might be coming to uh, coming to a conclusion. Yeah, that's wild. And uh, right? I, I think. It really is, right? When you think about it. Um, I yeah. do think right now, pay-per-view does still exist, and boxing and UFC, that's how they uh, show them. But I'm like, oh, at some point, I feel like bars are going to like move on to like the streaming channels, and you know, it would be like, oh, well, we don't need to do the pay-per-view. We've already got the ESPN app or Showtime yeah. app or, or what have you, you know? I know they sometimes do like the mega fights. You can go to actual like movie theaters to watch them. So I don't know if that yeah. would have any effect, but yeah, <clears throat> and maybe that. Uh, yeah. But I feel like they even the movie theaters probably end up getting the streaming apps. Yeah, yeah, possibly. It's just like I said, it's wild in retrospect coming from when we were kids having to call in the one eight hundred number. And you know sometimes it'd be <laughs> right? like a, a huge you know queue uh, in line, and sometimes you might be like put on hold. Which like if you call too like late, you know you might be missing like ten minutes of the the event. You know. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. Clicks in. Or if you click on too early before like the thing, and you get like the scrambled feed. Yeah. <laughs> well, they sometimes usually. You know, uh, towards the mid nineties, they would have like a countdown, and they do like a pre-show. As far as not like actual matches, but like, yes. like Todd Pengill like breaking down the matches just down the third. You know, they have like on a loop before the actual like event started. That's, <laughs> that's right. You know, or sometimes when it did and start. I feel like, uh... Oh no! Go ahead. <laughs> no, I didn't mean to interrupt. <laughs> no, no, please, please. Sometimes when it did start. No, I was just saying sometimes if it was about to start, uh, you sometimes could possibly lose connection and then you freak out. You have to call, call the yeah. thing again to say my connection got right? connected. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Times. And I, I was going to say, uh, speaking of looping, like I, I feel like the, the event would loop all night. Like, Yeah. Yeah. Just in case it's like you did miss like the first 20 minutes. And you're taped in and like run out, you can like get on the backspin. Yeah, yep. You know, and, and uh, think about that too. Yeah, your tape, like you, you had to put in the VHS tape to record it. Had to be new. Because if you right. accidentally taped over like another picture, yeah, exactly. You make sure you uh put it to uh, what was it like LP record speed? So, like, <laughs> just in case it was a long pay per view, the tape didn't run out. <clears throat> Exactly. Extendo exactly. like three hour tapes. 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, back to Crown Jewel. Um, so uh, briefly, I was gonna say the uh, the main events. Uh, obviously, you know Roman and Logan Paul. Uh, you have that as a marquee match. Um, obviously, the Travel Chief went over, yeah. but I, you know. I heard uh, Logan represented sort of uh, towards ACL as well in the process, but was able to continue. Yeah, which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he kind of got him, from the I, boys. <clears throat> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I, I've got to say, Logan Paul, never mind rookie of the year. He might be like the rookie of the all time. Would you put him over there, Bad Bunny? no wrestler that's had him better. Put him over who? Skill-wise, would you put him over Bad Bunny? Oh, absolutely. Uh, not close. Okay. Because they said Bad Bunny represented in that um, tag team match. You know, uh, I forget about pay-per-view against the Serials. Yeah, absolutely did. Uh, and he pulled off a Canadian Destroyer. Good for him. Yeah. Well, that was really the, the hype. They were like, oh, like, Bad Bunny did a Canadian Destroyer. Um... You know, but it's like, oh, like, no, like, Logan Paul is putting on matches that are, like, uh, I mean, yeah, and Logan Paul looks the part. Like, I, if I was running a wrestling company, I, I would have Logan Paul as my top mid-carder. Like, he'd be my, like, intercontinental champion if the intercontinental title meant something. He's not too small? No, he's bigger than half the wrestlers. Really? Yes. Okay. All right. It's crazy. Well, I know he's. Uh, I was curious how he's going to look against Roman. I'm like, he's the Roman size, but he holds his own, and he's bigger than like most of the other guys on the roster. He's bigger than Seth Rollins. Real height or stature? You saying both? Oh, okay. I never seen them side by side, so I can't make the visual. Um, but okay, it was really after seeing Logan next to Roman that I was like, okay. But I also question if Logan's passing the wellness test. <laughs> like, oh, okay, okay, all right. Um, big and ripped. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, but then that could also be, you know, genetic, how, you know, like if it was like your endomorph, whatever the case may be, you know what I'm saying? That could, could be. Could be. That's why I just said I'm questioning it. I don't, I'm, <laughs> I'm not making any accusations. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I heard the match was a, uh, was a, was a success. Uh, oh, I guess we can go into the, uh, a, a match that created some controversy that you uh, hit me to uh, with a uh, Brown, uh, a Braun uh, Strowman, and um, yes, uh, almost Nigerian giant. Yep. Now, from before we get to the controversy part, was the match all that in a bag of chips? I mean, all that in a bag of chips. Very strong, strong term. Uh, okay. But it was almost his best match. And I'm realizing we did not talk about this on the podcast. You and I were conversing back and forth. Correct. Uh, about this, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, 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 yeah, no. Um, it, it was almost his best match ever. Okay. Uh, no question there. Okay. Um, and if you're into uh, big, beefy men slapping man meat, then, I mean, this was your match. Shout out to Big E. Yeah, shout out to Big E. Because um, yeah, this 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 was exactly that. It, it was the battle of monsters. It was it was probably like six to eight minutes, which was perfect for, yep. for what it needed to be. Um, and, and yeah, they they went in there, they brawled, they battled. Uh, it was good stuff. And for the Saudi crowd, like, yep. and, and this is something people have to think about. Like, you know, the, the show isn't just for you. It's for millions of people watching worldwide. And, and 
particularly the people in the arena. And, and if you're in Saudi Arabia, like this is probably pretty wild to see these two giant guys. You don't just see that over there. So uh, the the crowd was really into it. Okay. Okay. Um. Uh. Now I guess we can get to the controversial part. Uh, Roman was quite uh, vocal about his match, as he should. You know, as a performer, you should always say, you know, you should always think that you put on your best uh, performance um, within any match that you, you know, participate in. Uh, He put a tweet out stating that it was uh, like a seven-star, 47-star match. You know what I'm saying? It was no flippity-flippity, which uh, rubbed some some feathers uh, wrong in the industry. Uh, Mostly... Uh, people that probably have that similar style that would be considered flippity flippity. So, yeah, do mean, you, you know, what's your take on on that on that tweet? Well, number one, I, I do have to correct you. You said Roman. It was Strowman. Oh, I'm, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all good. All good. Uh, but but yes. Um, no, I I understand where Strowman was coming from. Strowman problem though unfortunately uh, <laughs> is his massive ego why he's not he's not really humble uh, his, not at all um, <laughs> and, and his ego and his twitter fingers probably <laughs> get him in a lot of trouble well how many problematic tweets does he uh tweet so uh when uh they did that first round of layoffs in wwe yep. um before he was laid off he had tweeted about guys like, you know, need, needing to prove what they got and like blah, 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 blah. Um, okay. And how he's never, he's never asked for anything um, and all the stuff. But the thing okay. is, he never wrestled on the indies. He, he went straight to WWE and got a ridiculous contract. And when I say ridiculous, I just mean for a guy with no experience. Guys coming off the indies were getting like 400 bucks a week. Yep. And he was getting over a grand. Wow. Oh, you, yeah, you came straight from um, Strongman, correct? Yeah, yep. Okay. Well, maybe he earned his dues on the Strongman circuit. You know, he did his, like, similar... It's a different you know. sport, though. But, I mean, when you still got to go through... You know, you, everybody starts from the bottom. It's not like everybody's... Isn't, you know, no one starts at the top. And For any, sure, but his and tweets haven't been about it. Strongman. His tweets have been about... His tweets have been about wrestlers not in WWE. Gotcha. And, and the and the problem is he didn't have the scope of understanding what wrestlers not in WWE go through. Gotcha. He doesn't uh-huh. even have the scope of understanding what wrestlers in WWE go through. Okay. Okay. Because he came in with such a a good deal because of his size and athleticism. Yeah, but hasn't other people done the similar that came in like? And thought that they, you know, they were all that as well. That rub for sure. Guys oh, that's up. definitely happened. Okay. Yeah, it seems like no it's rush. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, okay, all right. Uh, like you said, I guess he does have a, a slight ego. <laughs> he does. His ego might be bigger than he is, and he's gigantic. He's a monster amongst monsters. <laughs> So would you, do you think when he did go to the indie scene, control your narrative that could have opened his eyes up to the rest of the biz of, you know, how folks get down to make him, make himself a little more humble in regards to that? 
I honestly don't think it did. And the reason okay. for that is he only did Control Your Narrative and like three other indie companies. And yep. Those three other indie companies he did, one of them was here in New England. Yep. Um, and those three particular indie companies, they pay a lot of money for, for former WWE names. So it's still not the same experience. Gotcha. Um, you know, so I've, and control your narrative. He was an owner in the company. Um, gotcha. And so, again, still, it's not the same experience. And control your narrative had a backer. And, uh, and, and, you know, EC3 may want to punch me in the face for, for saying this, <laughs> but it, it's, this is my belief. I think a lot of control your narrative was a work. Okay. I never heard of a promotion being a work before. <clears throat> well, just as an example, they were, they were charging $100 for, for the tryout slash seminar. Okay. And I'm like, what do you, and I, I know people who did it and I'm like, mm-hmm. what did you get out of that? You know? And they're like, well, you know, EC3 talked about character work and I'm like, okay, that's cool. <laughs> what else did you get out of that? Like, you know, for a hundred bucks and you didn't get booked and like, no one's getting booked through these. Like, you know, and it's like, well, okay. For the company, I'm like, if you're charging a hundred bucks and you get 30 people to try out, there's three grand you just made that day, regardless of what else happens. Impressive. Right? So that's why uh, I'm like, oh, I think that's kind of a work. Uh, okay. All right. All right. But uh, back to the original tweet. What do you think about it? <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, I, I, I think I, I, I've got no problem with it. Um, you know, at the end of the day, he's saying something silly. He said he, they got 47 stars, and that's not even a thing. I think, he, uh, I think he's doing that tongue in cheek with the whole Metzer rating system. Right, totally. Um, he, he's definitely being tongue in cheek, and so I think anybody that gets upset about it, yeah, I, I mean, you know, what is it that they say? Like you get upset about things that are true. Well, yeah, I was gonna say, do you think they got more upset, upset with the rating or the word flippy? Um, probably a little bit of both, because because there is no forty-seven star rating. So like you're right. saying, he did better than. You know, and I think Will Osprey was the one who got most upset about it. Um, <laughs> and Will Os- Will Osprey's got more five star matches than anybody. Right, 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 right. Yeah, which we had a conversation about, which uh, which I still got watched. The you said the the angle and uh, Mysterio match at what was it, SummerSlam two thousand two two thousand. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. definitely watched it. Uh, uh, you know, discussing on another uh, top episode <clears throat> for sure. And, and I've got I, here's the thing: I understand where Will Osprey is coming from, and I don't say this to insult him because yeah. this is actually uh, it's meant to be a compliment. But but Will Osprey, other than his, his five star matches, yeah, what does he? You know, and a great wrestling like you know he, he he's a great wrestler. But but outside of that, what does he have? Yeah. Yeah, yeah like, like Kevin Nash, this bank account look like five star matches don't pay your bills. That's true. So, so, so he's going to be holding on. To that. Those five star matches mean a lot to him, I'm sure, as they should. I, I'd, I'd love if I, I even had a match that was rated by Meltzer. Never yeah. mind, you know, five stars. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. And what? What about the uh, the, the flippity? 
situation. <laughs> well, let me ask your opinion on it on it first, and then I'll give mine. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of the super choreographed ten chain moves with the all uh, the flip counters and all that. That's not appealing to me. I feel you, uh, and I get that. And uh, I guess for myself, yeah, I I'm not a huge fan of just flip for flip for flip. Um, <laughs> chore- you know, definitely I don't like choreographed moves. Ricochet and Will Ospreay had a famous match yep. in Japan. Yep. Um, and, and watching that, I was like, oh yeah, this is a it's a dance. It's and, a it's a beautiful dance. Yeah, yep. Um, and it's beautiful. It and kudos to them. But it doesn't tell a story. No, it doesn't tell a story. Um, actually, you know what? It might tell a story. It, it, yeah. no, actually, I'm not even going to say it. it does tell a story. Because um, I understand the story being told. And, and I am I, I am able to see wrestling beyond what wrestling used to be. Um, Got you. And into what it could be. Because okay. uh, I've dealt with this in my recent matches. Okay. Um, but but the, sto- the story Ricochet and Will Ospreay were told, they, they were telling a Dragon Ball Z story. Oh, okay. That's really okay. what they were doing. Okay. And, and so you're you're seeing them kind of feel each other out, ramp up, ramp up, and then it's like, oh, I'm gonna go to my ultra level. Well, I'm gonna go to my ultra level. Well, I counter everything you do. I know everything you're doing, and we are going so fast, and but knowing what's happening and dodging and weaving, and so they're telling a story. It's a okay. Dragon Ball Z fight. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> So it might not be classic wrestling, right? But, but it is a story being told. Um, I, I I will give them that. And like I said, I I've dealt with this in my recent matches because uh, people are like, oh, like actually, great example. This past weekend, I had a match, and people are like, oh, you weren't really working a body part. You kind of like switched all over the place. And I'm like, my gimmick is I'm a sadist. I, I just want to imply pain. I, I it doesn't matter to me about oh, well, I'm working the neck now and. We're gonna stay on that because my fin- no, uh, my whole purpose is just to put you in pain wherever I can. Okay, okay, all right, but cool. Old school wrestling tells you you're supposed to pick a body part and just stay with it. Right, because it's it's still trying to bring that relevance of uh, it's still being a, a actual shoot, you know, like an actual wrestling, you know, slash amateur type of you know uh, match. But here's the thing. Yep. In a real fight, and I can say this because I've been in real fights, you, you don't just think to yourself, oh, I'm just going to work this one one thing and, and get my opportunity to wear them down. <laughs> you're like, I'm going to hit you anywhere I can. Uh, you know? Well, I don't think <laughs> it's supposed to be... No, I don't think a wrestling match is supposed to be a street fight. I'm just saying it's like a like an old school wrestling match, match, match. You know what I'm saying? Like, similar, like I said, like an amateur or judo match or, you know what I'm saying? Like, a grappling match, I guess you could say, just with ropes. <laughs> yeah, but even in that, so I've competed in grappling. Yeah. Um, you know, shout out to the uh, North American Grappling Association. Uh, I've actually, you know, I'm a, uh, it's been 10 years, but at one point I was a ranked competitor. Um, okay. With them. And, and yeah, when you're grappling even, like you're not thinking like, oh, well, I've got his arm. I'm just going to stay on the arm. You, you're, you're grabbing whatever opens itself up to you. Exactly, and you're because because you're not, you know, you're you're not trying to to hit a finisher. 
you're, exactly. you're trying to every everything you do is meant to be a finisher. Exactly, exactly. I guess that's why it seems so. so when they do those super choreographed moves, it sort of takes you out the realm of believability. You know what I mean? Because that's even For more sure. outlandish to actually see people countering like in that regard. It, it, <clears throat> it is and, and it's and it's you know at the end of the day it's all ice cream but uh but but yeah if you're the the story they're telling is a dragon ball z fight in real life which obviously couldn't happen right but um, even though and, and i think the, they give hints of it like between each other with like the program with each other or you just only got that from the match um no, I, I i think what if you watch the whole program between each other yeah um which, that. And, and, and unfortunately, guys, we, we we live in this internet era, yep. where where guys just believe that like you know all their things. And, and honestly, I, I even fall into that. Like I've had a, I've, I've now been humbled a couple times where I'm like, oh, I'll hit you with the final flash, and they're like, what's that? And in my head, I'm like, wait, how do you not know the final flash? Like that's my signature fit, you know? Right. But but. Uh, there are some people who don't know what it is. Right. Um, and so with Ricochet and Will Ospreay, they've wrestled a gazillion times in a gazillion places. Oh, really? And so, yeah, yep. Okay, okay. Uh, and so I think that the story they were telling that night is we've wrestled each other a gazillion times in a gazillion places, so we know what the other one's going to do. But but if you're a casual fan and you haven't watched all those, like, exactly. or if you haven't, you know... You know, watch their individual matches to know these things, and yeah. that's going to be really weird to you. Ah, so with that being said, if you're working in the indies or like, yeah, pretty much in indies, do you, and you're working the same guy in different areas, do you continue your bat, like make it make it seem like you continue a, a ongoing battle, or do you just keep every match fresh, like it's the first time you face that person? Yeah, my this is going to be a broad recommendation to anybody listening that's on the indie scene. Um, any match that's for a different company, treat it as if it's brand new. Okay. And even matches that are for the same company, think half your audience probably hasn't seen it. Okay. All right. Uh, And that's really how you have to treat the indies. Um, And it's it's an adjustment, uh, especially used to working for the same company all the time. Yep. And you go to other companies and people aren't responding used to. Okay. All right. Yeah. Cause yeah. Cause like you said, if the audience doesn't know you had this, you know, uh, program with the person and you're doing, you know, you seem like it's a familiar match between one another. It's like, yeah, it's hard to, I guess, get into the program yourself. For sure. For sure. And that's where, you know, unfortunately I think as a society, as whole, you know, we kind of live in our, our bubbles and our echo chambers yep. um, and, and algorithms. We, we live in an algorithm world. Yep. And, uh, you know, so whatever you're into is what you're exposed to. Yeah. And it becomes very easy to believe that, oh, this is the world. Yeah. 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 And do you also think going back to Roman's, not Roman, uh, Strowman's uh, tweet with the 47 star thing. Do you think guys uh, in today's day and age are only wrestling for the five star rating and not uh, for the fans' perspective as far as, you know, 
telling the story and you know getting the audience uh, more into it. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, but but that's a very easily explainable thing as to why that's the case. Yep. It, it, it used to be, you know, you, you got paid based on the gate. Right. And, you know, you were basically wrestling for one company at a time for, yep. you know, you'd be with this company for however long. Yep. Almost like commission. Company, but yeah. your goal. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so your goal is to get people in the seat so you can make as much money as possible. Yep. Now, you know, it's not like that. Now you just get, you know, this this is what you get. You're, you, you get a guarantee of some sort. Even on the indies, you know, yep. it, it's a guarantee. Like, oh, this is how much you're getting paid. Um, and, and so when that's the case, you're, you're not worried as much about getting butts in the seats. Like, of course, you want butts in the seats. But, but really, from a, you know, from a financial standpoint, you're all set. So what's the next best thing to increase your finances is yep. to be known as like the five city. And, you know, you, now you can hopefully sell some T-shirts, some more T-shirts and things like that. And if nothing else, if it doesn't increase your finances, well, at least you've now got some kind of legacy. And okay. you're like, well, I, I might be broke, but I've had more five star matches than anybody. So does that hurt the biz? If it comes down to more individual aspect then? Oh yeah, um, okay. it definitely does. Okay. Um, using AEW as an example is why their audience hasn't grown. What do you mean? I thought their ratings have gone up uh, drastically. In the grand scheme of things, no. Yeah. Um, when they first started, yeah, uh, they, they they had a little over a million viewers their first night. Okay. Then they went down and fluctuated between like seven and eight hundred. Okay. Then Punk came back. They went back up to a little over a million. Okay. Um, and then even after Punk was still there, they, they went back down. and but they, they were fluctuating higher. Now they're fluctuating between eight and 900. But, you know, still not quite a million. Um, the <coughs> night after, uh, or I should say the Dynamite after the media brawl, they were back up over a million. But now they're back fluctuating between seven and 800. Hmm. That's odd. Do you think because but now the whole McMahon Triple H thing switched, you think that might have hurt them as well? Could more people tune in to see how Triple H handles the uh, the brand? I think that hurt a little bit, especially okay. because the Triple H Black and Gold NXT audience yep. is the same audience as the AEW. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Do think that hurt a little bit, and then the other part of it is AEW hasn't done things to grow their audience cater to their audience so they, they will never lose their core audience right Because um, and they continue to cater to that audience and that's great but they're not doing enough stuff outside of that to grow the audience oh okay so you're saying they're not putting their face out in, in mainstream audience like doing uh, yeah. Um, yeah I'm trying to think of things to get into the mainstream but yeah I see where you're coming from like your mainstream audience doesn't want to see Orange Cassidy. See why you guys say nah? You pick a different pick a different wrestler. Cause OC is is, is legit. <laughs> your mainstream audience doesn't want to see Kip Saban. There you go. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but, uh, but yeah, no, you've got, got it's a new company. Don't too. have a lot of personality. No, it's a new company. I don't know. You could call it new anymore. It's what three three years old now. Yeah, it's still if 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 that's if, if that's a person, it's still a, a, a infant. 
<laughs> I, I don't know if you can count in human years. All right, well, okay, well, well you in dog years, like. <laughs> yeah. But, oh wow, you know what's crazy? Yeah. Impact has been around for twenty years now. And there you go. They haven't really haven't done a huge, you know. Oh, they've dropped. Yeah, especially when they first started with a six-sided ring, TNA. Yeah, yeah. I was, the Jarrett years, the Jarrett era. The Jarrett era. Which, Which it'll now be interesting to see right? Jarrett. Uh, yeah, yes, that's what I was just going to say. It'll be interesting to see what he does there. But I thought he was with the WWE as a, like, a consultant or something like that. As soon as Triple H took over, he was gone. Oh, so he was a Vince uh, acquisition? Yes. Oh, okay. Why you know Triple H? And, I'm surprised Triple H didn't keep him. He's Jared has a mind of the business. He went even further back than Triple H. Yeah, but I think Triple H had his team that he wanted, like all the, and they were all previously let go. All the DX guys. Yeah. Would you have kept and, them? And would you have kept Jared as a vet for the boys? If it's, if it's me, GA West, yes. Yep. If it's okay. me, Triple H, no. Would you take him over uh, Road Dog? If it's me, GA West, yes. If it's okay. me, Triple H, no. Okay. All right. Okay. And, and that's an easy one, just because you, you got to go with the, the, the promo Triple H cut the night after WrestleMania 14. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Shawn Michaels is gone. Triple H cuts the promo. He's like, what do you do when you need help? You go to your friends. You go to the click. And that's, that's I'm exactly what he's doing now. He's, I'm surprised he hasn't brought in Nash then. Nash is a consultant. Um, Nash really? comes in and works with big men at NXT. Oh, okay, nice. Full-time job. I don't blame him. Especially, you know, with oh, yeah, uh, the unfortunate news he just had recently, but I understand. Has he brought an X-Pot? Not yet, but people yeah. believe he's going to be brought in next year. What 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 role? If you Triple H, would you put him in? Would you slide him in? Um, depending on his mental, um, I don't know what the term I want to use is, but uh, he's at mentally. Like, if he's in a really good place mentally, yep, I'd I'd have him be a. Okay, I'd have him working with those guys. But, not, uh, not but if he's not in a great place well that's what I was going to say if he's not in a great place mentally but okay enough I'd have him as yeah. an agent oh okay but I thought agent would be more responsibility so when in that if you're not in a good mental space wouldn't that be the least of the things you want to be as, a, as an agent and actually be a trainer instead well the thing is if you're not in a good mental space you, you shouldn't be around like new people coming in oh you mean more like yeah, with the vet yeah. Okay. All right. All right. And what role would he would you put him in as far as like telling the story? Because what was Xbox? You know, what was his like? Because we know Road Dog, he had like the gift of gab. But what was like, X? You know, uh, Xbox like super superhero ability. He could have a good match with anybody. That's true. Well, um, no matter the size. Was Scott? Yeah. Exactly. I think it was, I forget if it was Hall or Nash, but one of them said uh, they used to call him the litmus test. Why is that? And it'd be like, if you can't have a good match, 
they said if you can't have a good match with him, you're not going to have a good match with anyone else. And if guys had a bad match with him, they'd go to Vince and be like, yeah, this guy needs to go. Ah, I was just saying, like, speaking of five-star matches, or I won't even say that, but just, like, memorable matches, do you remember any of him? Only him and Razor, uh, that match for the um, the bag of money. Oh, so when he was the one, two, three kid? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but other than that, like, not oh, so much. you know what? Hmm? X-Pac X- and Shane McMahon for the European title. Ah, good, yeah. Uh, I think 15. Yes, against when he was going against him in the Mean Street Posse. Yes. Good yes. example, good example. All right, yeah, because I was trying to, you know, go through the role decks of, like, matches he had. And I was like, I was coming up short. Because in WCW, Same. when he was six, like, he was sort of, like, it's funny, because when you think of NWO, you think of Hall, Nash, Hogan, and then, like, you know, the other members like Buff Bag or Steiner, but like I keep on forgetting because before he went over to you know DX, I, he was you know in NWO for a short time, but like wasn't really memorable. No, and I think he was the uh, cruiserweight champion. <laughs> that's even that's even crazier when you think about it. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he was able to flourish in DX, and you know all was all was good. But yeah, it was just so hilarious when you, I was thinking about. It, I was like, wow, he was like. You thought he was like a, a you know, a mid carder, you know, at that point, right? You know, but yeah. <clears throat> but um, all right, um, yeah. So, uh, Crown Jewel, um, <laughs> you know, had other matches. We won't go too deep far into it because we won't go forward. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, Survivor Series. Uh, it's about uh. A week away? Because next week... Two weeks. Two weeks, right. It's a week after Thanksgiving. Yeah, uh, yep. We don't know what the card is, but hopefully it'll be shaping up relatively soon. Um, no. Um, actually, I'm like, do I know any matches on the card? No, nah, I think it's too early. They've definitely started announcing them. Uh, I think the Women's War Games match is completed. I okay. don't know who's in it other than EO Sky because I saw an interesting fact uh, uh, this morning. Okay. Um, so this announced last night on Raw, which I haven't watched yet. But okay. uh, apparently EO Sky has been in every single WWE Women's War Games match. Like whether NXT or, well, I guess this will be the first time on WWE, but at right. NXT and now in WWE. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Okay. All right. All right. Well, that should be uh, interesting. Um,. Going forward, uh, uh, with the whole bloodline storyline, uh, you think that will do anything shape up, uh, to like the the, the turning of the J face against the whole you know bloodline, or like, or are they gonna hold that until mania? I think they'll hold that till mania at least, um, okay. especially if the rock is gonna be involved, yeah, because I'm like, oh, you, you need the family. Uh, involvement there, you know. Exactly. Um. Uh. Yeah. Since, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Since this is November. Is AEW having the pay per view too? As uh, I should say, premium. Yes, they premium. are. When's that happening? I believe that's next week. Actually. Um, okay. AEW well, full gear. Do you know what the card is? So too early. Um. I know the card's been announced. Um. Do I know what it is? Is a whole different question. Uh. <laughs> offhand. 
Um, I'm honestly not too sure. Oh, I know Moxley and MJF will be the, the main event for the uh, title. Okay. Okay. All um, right. Looking forward to that match? That. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that'll be really good. I enjoyed the last time uh, they wrestled, um, which at this point I think was two years ago. Okay. And um, it'll be interesting because the stipulation to that match was that Moxley could not use the DDT. Yep. Um, but the ref got knocked out and Moxley did use the DDT and won. Yep. Um, so MJF, you know, he, he got the claim like, well, Moxley cheated. Yep. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how this match goes. Um, and does MJF... Um, and that's such a tough thing. I... I love MJF. Yeah. I don't know that I'm putting the title on him right now. Okay. Okay. Uh, and again, that and that has to do with the mainstream audience. I'm like, oh, like, I, I mean, if I was running things, Daniel Bryan would have been my champion and uh, would have been for a while now. Okay. Um, and I think that 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 resolves two birds with one stone. Um, you get your like great technical wrestler that you know your core audience loves. Yep. And you get someone that the mainstream audience knows and will tune in to watch. Okay. All right. So um, that's what I would have done. Uh, nope. You know, they've, they've done differently. Um, and I understand the situation they're in now. Moxley is definitely a great choice. Um, could he be uh, your mainstream? Oh, I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, could no, he be ahead. your mainstream guy to help bring in more audiences or he's not ready for that? Well, the, you're talking about Moxley? Correct. I think the issue with him is he was never the guy in WWE. Um, even when he was in the Shield, like he was considered like the third guy. Okay. Uh, and so I think that hurts from a mainstream audience perspective. Uh, almost it's like, oh, well, yeah, like, you know, Moxley was the third guy in the Shield in WWE, so yes, he's the top guy here at AEW because it's not as good. <laughs> okay, all right. That's the only thing. Otherwise, I'm like, I love Moxley, and I do think Moxley is the right choice right now because he's your closest thing aside from Jericho to a mainstream star. And Danielson. Um, yeah, and Danielson, who uh, they—I mean, they—they've ruined Danielson. Uh, at this point. <laughs> Uh, what about Hangman? He, he came he, in. Could Hangman? Nobody as well? knows who Hangman. Ad- no, no one knows who Hangman Adam Page is at all. Oh, okay. Um, and the man wears butterfly jeans. Oh, really? Yeah, he came out on an episode of Dynamite with butterfly jeans, and I'm like, what kind of cowboy stuff is that? <laughs> you perplexed? <laughs> I was. Was it only a time thing? Yeah, it was a one-time thing, but still. You can't let the man do one thing different? <laughs> I mean, it's no... Hey, have you... Butterflies? Have you seen what NBA players, like, be wearing, like, uh, Russell Westbrook and, like, James Harden when they... I was about like... to say, my main... Yeah, I, I love <laughs> Russell Westbrook, especially on the court. But uh, I do question his fashion choices off the court. Um... And I mean, and I, I, I'm a wild dude. Like, I, I'm a Dennis Rodman fan. There you go. Um, but but I'm like, oh, like, here's the thing. Like, Hangman, you're, you're supposed to be the Hangman, the cowboy. Like, Well, he's a face, though. So he's not supposed to be like, he's not like, you know, 
like a bad, you know, he's not he's not uh, Stan. Uh, what's his face? Hanson. <laughs> Stan Hanson. No, but he, he should be uh, John Wayne. Okay. All right. All right. John Wayne wasn't wearing butterflies, you know. That was a one day thing. <laughs> it was a one day thing, but still, it was a bad bad decision. You know, it was like milk. It was a bad choice. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. But uh, I, um, has anything been has anything been told was his recovery as well as um, Adam Cole's recovery? Because it seems like a couple of guys have been on the shelf from injuries. Yeah, no, no new news yet on either of them. Um, okay. Which Cole especially is crazy because he's been out for a while now. Uh, what four months? Uh, yeah, because that was like June or July. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we're going four or five months even. Yeah. When, yeah. Well, does his um does Britt Baker ever make any mention of, of his you know his upgraded status? No, no, she doesn't oh, okay. talk about it. Okay. All right. Okay. Um. But all right. Hey, you, at least he's just going off of a couple of weeks. Um, we'll see. Was it a concussion? Bell rung, basically. I mean, getting your bell rung is a concussion. They they used to think it was different, but oh, now okay. we know. Like, yeah, no, that that is a concussion. Gotcha. But uh, but yeah, no, his was a bad because they used to think, oh, like you just had your bell rung, but but right. basically that's a slight concussion uh, you know it's still a yeah. concussion yeah but his was like a bad concussion okay alright um but yeah so I guess uh um of the pay-per-views which one are you looking forward to uh Survivor Series or um uh AEW Full Gear Full Gear yeah yeah uh I don't know um, it's funny. I'm so behind on wrestling right now. Right. Uh, I, you know, I keep a peripheral view on, on what's going on to know what's right. going on. Right. But uh, my work schedule as of late, uh, between has been pretty busy, um, and uh, so that between my work schedule and my workout schedule, um, I haven't had a, a heck of a lot of time uh, to watch wrestling. Right. Um, so um so uh so I, I don't have a anticipation or excitement for either at this time, but uh, I'll be watching both, and uh, you know I'm, I'm sure they'll both be good. Okay, all right. Um, are you? What are, you, are you looking forward to one or the other? I don't really watch the AEW, so that pretty much eliminates off the rip right there. <laughs> but I'm I'm hoping that they do well because competition only breed uh, better material. For sure. So you had um, a show uh, this past week uh, for the and was it for NCW for another promotion? Uh, so this past weekend was uh, Vacation Land Pro Wrestling out of Brewer, Maine. Right. I remember last we spoke, you said you were gonna start your day early to head on up, uh, and I hope you made it in, uh, in time. Uh, this time <laughs> you weren't late yes uh, yep made it on time uh, like right on time it was a 4.30 call time got there at like 4.31 there you go <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so the, all the all the upcoming wrestlers be on time be punctual 
Yes, be punctual. And uh, I'll give you some advice that I don't follow, but that Rip Rogers gave me. Uh, 15 minutes early is on time. Ah, okay. All right, cool. But uh, uh, yeah, so how, how did the show go? Show was great. Uh, two year anniversary special, uh, my debut for the company. Um, I had believed that I was going to be in the main event. Uh, however, um, they ended up switching things around. Sir was retiring. Um, so they wanted his match to go on. But then also because uh, a couple wrestlers didn't show up, including Savio Vega, uh, who was booked for the show. They oh, wanted wow. to give the fans, uh, yeah, they wanted to give the fans something special. Um, so they gave them a hardcore match, which ended up headlining the show. Um, okay, and uh, I'm glad I didn't after the hardcore match because uh, there was broken glass, um, there was barbed wire, uh, there was broken plastic sport, uh, plastic forks, uh, all sorts of stuff in the ring. Okay, all right. Uh, who was your opponent? Hard hitting Bobby Ocean. Ah, yes, uh, who, uh, Mr. Cena uh, always refers to you guys as always uh, not twins. Yes, he gets but always, the two of us. Yeah, mixed up. He gets the two of us mixed up. Yes. Um, which it's funny. After wrestling Bobby, uh, I'm like, well, number one, I mean, Bobby wears trunks, and I've never worn trunks. So, so okay. But uh, I'm like, I don't think Cena gets us mixed up in the ring. I think it's just meeting us in clothes. Right. Uh, and I was like, ah, I'm like, I kind of don't see it, but I also kind of get it. I'm like, oh, we're both soft-spoken, um, kind of similar builds, but I'm taller than Bobby by like two inches at least. Oh, okay. And uh, what about uh, wrestling styles? Like different wrestling styles. Uh, different but similar. Um, we we both like to hit very hard. Um, I'm more known for my kicks. He's yep. more known for his European uppercuts. Okay, so you're very snug. Yes. Okay, all right. Um, and first time wrestling each other, I take yeah, it? Yeah, first time wrestling each other, yep. Uh, so crazy. Were you guys clicking in the ring? Um, yeah, all things all things considered, not too bad. It wasn't magic. Um, you know, sometimes you get in there with someone for the first time, and it's magic. Um, this okay. wasn't magic. Oh, okay. Um, but with that being said, um, it was good. Uh, and there are a couple things that I think uh, when we do it again, because I feel like there has to be a, an again. Okay. Um, I, I, there's a couple things that I think will will make it better. Okay. Okay. How how long was the match? Did you guys go for? Uh, we went like eight minutes. Okay, so almost ten. All right. Cool. Yeah, and, and that's part of uh, part of the thing. I, I'm kind of like uh, Greg the Hammer Valentine. Um, I, I get better the longer the match goes. Okay. Um, you know, because in the beginning, I'm kind of feeling you. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling, you know, your movement. Uh, and I'm also feeling how hard can I hit you uh, without you complaining. Uh, so, so, I'm getting in, <laughs> so I'm getting into a flow uh, in the beginning portion of the match. Um, so the shorter matches do not favor me. Right. Um, but with that being said, uh, eight minutes was appropriate because of how long the show had been going at that point and knowing there were still two more matches after ours. Right. We were, uh, we were okay with getting things done and out. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. And uh, uh, who was the victor? 
Bobby Ocean retained the Vacation Land Heavyweight Championship uh, wow. after he uh, he kicked out of the final flash, which was crazy. Yep. Um, you know, and uh, and here's where I made a, a mistake. Uh, I should have gone for the game over knee. Yeah. Uh, because no one kicks out of that. Um, you know, but uh, instead, I, I was feeling good about myself. I was like, man, like this guy is. I, I've just been beating on him. He's done. Um, so I was feeling good about myself. I decided a, a second final flash would put him away. It's the uh, second time now in the past few weeks that I've made this mistake. Well, after I've hit somebody once with the final flash, if they're if they've got any bit of energy left in them and they have any sense of smarts, they know the movement and then. And like I said, this is the second time to happen to me in a couple of weeks. So Bobby, he, he felt the second final flash. And instead of, uh, you know, me drilling his face into the mat, he was able to, to turn that momentum and roll his body so that he was able to schoolboy me. Uh, however, the last time someone schoolboyed me out of the final flash, they caught me completely off guard and got the pin. Bobby, this time I, I felt it. it happened to me again. So I kicked out. And then uh, I, I got my wits about me quickly, and I was just going to rush in and, and hit Bobby with, with anything. Again, when you're in a fight, you, you, you just want to hit someone and not get hit. Unfortunately, he had the same idea, and he hit me with his leg lariat um, and, and got the win. Still sounded like it was a back-and-forth uh, struggle, uh, which is good. Uh, hopefully the audience was uh, entertained. Uh, hopefully, if uh, Meltzer was there, he could give you guys a rating. <laughs> yeah, I think Meltzer uh, would have given it uh, three and three-quarter stars to four. There you go. Quarter, somewhere in that ballpark. There you go. Do you see yourself uh, working with this promotion again in the future? We'll see. Uh, they were very happy with the match. Good. Um, so that's, I mean, that's first and foremost what's most important. Uh, uh, yeah, and yeah, they, they said, uh, what's that? Did you have butterflies going into us? This was a new promotion and you were trying to look your best? Um, no real butterflies per se. I definitely had that uh, that excitement of like, oh, I'm ready to, to perform for these people. And, you know, yeah, definitely want to look my best. And, you know, I want to uh, show what I got against Bobby Ocean, um, a match a lot of people have been looking forward to. Yep. Uh, I do believe it was a locker room sellout. Nice. And uh, yes, yep. Um, so that's all good. All but, right. Uh, but, but yeah, no, no real butterflies. It was just all, all positive energy. Cool. Cool. So, um, where can folks, uh, see you next? When's your next event? Next event will be December 2nd, Friday, December 2nd in Dedham for NCW. Uh, it is their last show of the year as well as my last show of the year. It'll be WrestleFest. Excellent. 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 All right. Well, uh, I know uh, you have to get going soon. So, uh, do you, we have a water jug for today? Yes, sir. Today's water jug. Simple message: Be authentic. It's a good message. Good message. Right. All right, then. Well, uh, out there that. doing what you do, you do it the way you do it, the best way you can. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So, on that note, if you want to take us out. Yeah. Um, 
and I apologize now, everybody. Uh, we are doing this episode, well, I am doing this episode from the car, so I don't have my usual bell, but I will <laughs> still take us out in a fun fashion. And, uh, but yes, as we say, like like we always do about this time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, y'all can be anywhere in the world, but you're here, you're listening to us. We appreciate that. We love you. We hope you have a great day great month even a great year until next time until next edition see y'all next two three ding ding ding